What up, HyperChange? Today we are talking about Clubhouse, the hottest thing in social media right now, a drop-in audio chat-only platform, just reached a valuation of a billion dollars. You've probably been hearing about it. Elon Musk was just on the app a week ago um, hosting a call. It's totally been going viral. I think it's one of the most fascinating uh, things to look at just from a startup perspective. It's grown to this massive uh, valuation, 2 million users, and also from this communication social media perspective, is this you know kind of breaking out as one of the new social networks to watch? I think it is. I think it has huge potential. I think this is a potentially game-changing company. Um, their whole concept of drop-in live audio chat is sort of these live podcasts that people can join and you can moderate. Um, and it's so it's the sort of it, you know live content, audio-only content. Um, I think they have really found something with product market fit. I've been loving to use the product myself. I mean, I was on this call listening to Elon Musk get interviewed um, with the Robinhood CEO. So really cool stuff. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what is Clubhouse, how did it get uh, founded. I'm going to do a live club clubhouse call and actually just, you know, try and do a clubhouse room live here and do it with you to show you the power of the platform. Uh, but before we jump into that, just a little bit of background. Clubhouse really made a splash about six or, uh, you know, eight months ago in May 2020 when they rich, they hit a hundred million dollar valuation, like something straight out of an episode, episode of Silicon Valley with only 1,500 users. They raised 12 million bucks from Andreessen Horowitz, this hundred million dollar valuation. Andreessen Horowitz, one of the leading Silicon Valley VC firms. It's this, you know, cool people app with celebrities and all these people doing these, you know, drop-in audio chats, super secretive. Even up until today, the website is still very, very minimal. Hey, we're still opening up, but anyone can join with an invite from an existing user. So they try to make it seem chill, but the truth is you had to be in one with the cool people, get an invite from one of those cool people to actually start with the app. So it's this sort of beta thing. It was totally free, but it was hard to get in. And so fast forward to, you know, a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, Clubhouse hits a billion dollar valuation. They say they have 2 million weekly active users, I believe. So incredible growth. I mean, to 2 million users is actually working at scale. The valuation 10x from there. They're still not making any money, but clearly it's working. I mean, to be in beta with 2 million users. And then you had Elon Musk on the app a week ago doing this call, which I would say is the biggest sort of, you know, cultural zeitgeist moment for Clubhouse when it really arrived on the scene in a lot of ways. People were desperate to do it. It was all over Twitter to get an invite for the app. And um, I'm sure they have way more than 2 million users now um, after that. For instance, just uh, Mark, Mark Andreessen, P. Marka, um, has like 1.3 million followers himself on the app. So that just goes to show you how many people are on it. So um, I think this is fascinating. Now to show you the power of Clubhouse, um, I am going to open this up and we are going to do a Clubhouse. I'm going to start recording on my phone. Um, let's just see how this goes, who who pops in. Um, so this is the Clubhouse app here. I'm going to open it up. We'll see what happens. There's already some chats going, as you can see, that I can browse. Sup, Tesla. Everyone's always talking about Tesla. This is like an event, apparently. Apple's mixed reality headset. Alex Heath. Um, actually, I think I'm going to have him on the podcast to talk about that in a couple days. So excited about that. But so this really cool event is happening. Um, so let's just start a room. Uh, I've actually technically never started a room. So we're just going to give this a shot here. Um, Sharing recordings without the speaker's permission violates community guidelines. So I'm going to tell everybody, okay, that's good. You're not really supposed to share Clubhouse, but we're doing this. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, okay, people are already joining. Wow, this is dope. Okay. Okay, wow. This is, wow. Okay, this is dope. Wow. No, I didn't. See, we're already talking about Tesla. So you're actually all, I have to ask for consent for this because I started this Clubhouse room because I'm literally recording a hyperchange video about Clubhouse. And to show the power of Clubhouse, I decided to start a Clubhouse room and just see what happened. Um, 
And, and now we already have like a gazillion people joining. This is so cool. So I'm going to invite other people to talk here. This is my first ever time hosting a room. So I'm like, whoa. Yay, I'm what, so excited. What is up? History in the making here. Okay, we got Mark Frommeyer. What is up? So yeah, so for those just joining, this is a test room to show the power of Clubhouse. Um, I'm just fascinated by this. I think this is totally the future of podcasting and just a new style of content honestly and it feels like you're kind of like hanging out and kicking it with all these people like i just love the, the fidelity of the audio when you get a bunch of people talking you can actually talk versus you know zoom or something like that where people step all over each other and it seems to be really good quality like i i, I would imagine i don't know how hard it is to have the tech behind the scenes that makes the audio work so seamlessly and like if anybody wants to speak please uh volunteer i think there's a button you can press Oh, people have their hands here. Hey, yeah. What's up? Like, ah, oh, Gally's talking. I want to hear. Yeah, I'm. So you're, you're. This is an experiment I'm doing for hyperchange. Like, I'm literally looking at my camera recording because I was like, I'm, I'm talking all about the disruptive potential of Clubhouse, and then I was like, how? What better way than to just start a Clubhouse room, um, and to see what happens? And now I think we already have. Look at how many people this is. I can't even tell how many, but it looks like a lot. Hey, Gally. Yeah, last time I saw you, we were in Texas after the Fully Charged show. Oh, are you the um, Oscar Hamish bad guy? That's right. That's the one that she designed that bad guy, yeah. Wow. See? The power of Clubhouse right here. Wow. So do we have do I have any questions I can take? Yeah, I mean, I just caught the beginning of your intro. How do you, how do you see it as a, as a format developing? I mean, I think the potential... So what Clubhouse, they, they don't make any money now. It's all free. But I think what they're going to do is start allowing creators to monetize on the platform and take a cut of it, which I think is a beautiful model. It's super clean. Incentives are aligned perfectly to where I want to create a bunch of content on Clubhouse. I want to blow up. I want to make it exclusive because I'm going to get paid on that platform. So it ties engagement to revenue. And like, I don't know. I just think that's the biggest unlock. Like Instagram, they don't let you monetize. You know, they're making all this money on you if you post and drive engagement to the app, yet you don't get to capture any of that value. So I think that's, they're leaving so much money on the table. And if Clubhouse can unlock it and make it creator payment simple, like I think they're going to do um, like tipping, like like when you're live streaming, like a super chat and then something like a Patreon-esque model where there's exclusive content or even like events. Like I want to have an event where I'm talking about SpaceX to a trill, you know, and people can pay 10 bucks to enter the event or something. So I think that's going to have crazy potential um, as it gets off the ground to do stuff like that. I like the fact that I can be driving my Tesla and actually not, you know, you can't text on Twitter, but I can literally have this conversation while I'm driving. Wow. So how does that, do you have to hold up your phone or do you like, it, there's not like an app for that yet. Right now, Gally. That's what I did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I found Bluetooth. Gally, do you see oh, this as wow. a good alternative to like your YouTube when you go live on YouTube? Is this a good alternative for that? Do you think you would use this more in the future? Or? Yeah, totally. I mean, I was thinking the problem is they don't save these automatically. Like I go live on YouTube and like then it saves it as a piece of content super seamlessly. So that's kind of a beautiful thing. But for some reason, half of it is monetizing it. But the other half of it is just having fun creating. And I feel like something about Clubhouse is really fun. No, and I really want to get the founders of Clubhouse for an interview, which is why I'm doing this episode, um, because I think it would be so cool. And honestly, like as a creator myself, I'm like, dude, I want Clubhouse to blow up and want them to roll out these monetization features. And I'm going to be just pumping out so many live podcasts on this platform constantly. Like 
this is uh i was actually thinking a moonshot monday that i was gonna make was spotify should buy clubhouse because i was looking at spotify's earnings and i'm like to me spotify is trying to push into podcasting super hard and this is the coolest thing happening in podcasting i'm like recording a podcast with all you cool people live and that's incredible content yeah it feels very beta yeah, it's and you know you know that Clubhouse is winning when their biggest problem is like how do we moderate too many people engaging at once? You know, and they're they have growing pains with that because I think almost so many people have been using the app more than they expected. Like it still feels so beta. Like the Elon Musk thing, they capped the room at 5,000 cuz that's just how the app works and they didn't take off the cap because like I think I don't know, it would have broken or something. I think it's quite a small team at the top of uh, Clubhouse, isn't it? Okay, so here, here's my question. Would you invest in Clubhouse at a $2 billion valuation? Because they just raised a, uh, $100 million, I think, at a billion valuation, but that was before the Elon Musk call. So I'm thinking their valuation at least doubles to $2 billion. They have about 3 million weekly active users, no revenue strategy. Would you invest in Clubhouse? I guess I would have to compare it to Twitter or other groups. It's not something I've looked into in the past, but I want to know what you have to say, Ali. (laughs) I definitely do it. I think uh, I've been extremely addicted to this platform for the last four or five days, ever since the Elon Musk thing came up. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in this uh, this type of uh, free-for-all platform. I really like it. So the question is, would you invest in Clubhouse? I want to get some more answers on this. And I'm going to try and feature some of these in my HyperChange video. So... With your level of excitement, yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering what the revenue model is. Is it going to be your Patreon-style thing, or am I going to listen to a jingle every time I jump into a clubhouse room, a 30-second ad, you know? Oh, oh, I love that question. I'm going to do some math right now because I think this is where $2 billion looks super cheap. So Gary Vee made a good point in one of his videos saying that you could see Facebook uh, basically stealing the concept, uh, which is what they do best. Um, that would be a threat. Ooh, I love that theory. I, I guarantee you Zuckerberg is trying to copy this already. That's actually so funny. Um, but ch- okay, check out this math, Mark. So you asked, how do we how do we value and monetize Clubhouse? So if you have 10,000 power creators on the platform making $10,000 a month, which I don't think is crazy with like tips, live events, these are just your top power creators. That's 1.2 billion a year. Clubhouse takes only a 1% cut of that. That's 12 million in revenue. Maybe they take a 5% cut. That's 60 million in revenue. With call it like 10,000 power creators. And they already have three or 4 million people on the app. So it's easy to see how this, like, it's all about users, you know? And these platforms with hundreds of millions of users that monetize well are worth trillions of dollars. So Clubhouse at 2 billion, if you think it has a 10% chance of becoming one of these like huge, you know, 100 million plus user platforms, then the like, you know, I think the math is easy to justify the valuation. Oh, I love that. 100%. How do you, how do you, how do these 10,000 power users uh, get get uh, chosen or, or are they the chosen ones or how does it work? Oh, that that's the beauty is we choose it for them, right? Because it's the people who get the most followers. Like that's why I love this business model and, and the incentive alignment is perfect. Like Clubhouse only makes money when the people on it make money. So now everyone's incentivized to get everyone else on Clubhouse because that's where they're making money. So it's like this beautiful alignment of incentives. I was going to ask... I'm sure you've been questioned this a million times already, but given your podcast, YouTube presence, and 
I don't know your um, experience in Clubhouse as much yet. Uh, what do you what do you think the impact is going to be in terms of your other mediums to, with your audience? I mean, I think this is a really cool medium. It's super engaging. And my favorite thing about live streams is that I get to have talk to other people like in the chat people like I'm, I'm ranting and then they're like oh like what do you think about this and i've tried to do like call-ins but that's really tough too so i feel like this is like the perfect platform for someone like me who wants to just create and get on and scheme like i started this call to just see what would happen for the for like science for my my video right and then all of a sudden it blossoms into this like amazing discussion and what um i think you were saying nash about the 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 timelessness of this content to me is incredible like okay we're doing it live and the engagement's huge and this is totally blowing up but how many of these conversations would have immense value if they were recorded and reposted somewhere or like the a lot you know what i mean like that elon one with vlad with that whole podcast so to me there's like so much potential with other you know angles of of beyond live that clubhouse can get into eventually to me that's the craziest part of, of clubhouse is like all of these people who like I want to connect with or maybe I've connected with once, but it's hard to find a time to chat or hard to figure out how to talk or communicate. It's like all of a sudden we're in the same clubhouse room and we're scheming and like, I just feel like the, the I don't know, it's hard to put my finger on it, but just the way you connect on clubhouse seems like really different. You know, to extrapolate that, not, this is not and I don't speak for the room here, but I, I view it in the same context with you right now as someone who's watched your videos and podcasts for a while, it's, it's pretty uh, mind-bending to, to have such interaction where as right now. Right? Dude, you, you're, you're going to be on hyperchange, bro. This is I can't believe I did this for science, and I think we have over 100 people in the room. So this totally is like in a really meta way proving the entire thesis that like how valuable is Clubhouse, you know? What do you yeah. mean doing this for science? Is, I mean, just like as a test or experiment, a, a right? hypothesis and an experiment going on? Yeah, like I set up my cameras and I'm like, I recorded a rant about Clubhouse and why I think it's so dope and disruptive. And I was like, oh, let's prove it. I'm just going to literally start a random Clubhouse room right now and see what happens with all the cameras rolling to show you the power of this platform. And yeah. Golly, hey, I'm on TV. Yeah. yeah, what's up, Soft? What, what I noticed is, uh, yeah, hey, it's so cool that this, this just seamlessly works, but it's like, you, you know, I was on a conference call earlier and I was thinking I have to be on this conference call and I was like, I didn't want to be on the call, you know, not Clubhouse, just like a regular work call. But the power of Clubhouse is that, you know, it's something that you want to be engaged in. You're the people that you want to hear and you want to talk with and you have the time at the moment. So if you get the notification, you're available. It's like perfectly convenient. So it's not like you're being forced to do anything. It's actually something that's quite enjoyable. So I think that's where the power comes from. It's just so easy to do it. And then, you know, the the people that get together are the people you want to talk with. So I think that's why it's becoming so addictive, (laughs) for me at least. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with uh, with, with what Sofiane says. And um, uh, this is the ultimate echo chamber. And, and, And I, for one, think it's okay to have your own echo chamber to to sort of bounce your thoughts around because that's when the, the thoughts get amplified and that real that really uh, pushes the sea of change coming forward and i really like echo chambers some people have some reservations about echo chambers but this is the ultimate echo chamber to be honest we're so also seeing we're also seeing, seeing like actual any, anyone can join yeah i mean I'm Nash, anyone sorry go ahead, yeah. and thank you and anyone can join Nash. that's the great thing so um, in the meetings we've had in the last two days, there's a fully international audience and also people from outside the interest group completely. So you, you just browse through 
look for an interest, jump into the call, listen to what's going on, and then raise your hand and, and have a chat. To Julian's point, I've been called up on stage for other channels. Um, I was in a real estate channel the other day, and I was like, hey, you know, my pr company provides UV charging, real estate should look at it. And before I knew it, like 10 people followed me on Instagram and were like, I'm interested. And I was like, holy shit, like real business is going down in Clubhouse in like shared communities or adjacent markets where I just didn't see it before or didn't have a medium to like explore it before. I just want to mention like, um, so a couple of days ago, I came on a Tesla call, uh, a Tesla and Clubhouse and um, what the head of the um, Tesla, well, not the head of the supercharger department, but he was part of one of the departments in supercharging. Um, he's the one that actually created the little number in the in the pin, but the new in the UI he's in charge. That's Michael, but, I believe. Yeah, Michael. So he just came on call. He just start, he introduced himself. I started asking a bunch of questions, and the only reason why I was there is he just wanted to engage in the community, listen to what we had to say, let us ask a bunch of questions. You know, I'm part of this um, Tesla women's group and the topic of safety at superchargers came up, which is a big issue actually for women, but it's, it comes up in our in our group a lot. And I, for the first time, I had a chance to talk directly to someone from Tesla about this thing that's been talked about in our group for years. And it's like, and it's, it's just like literally a random pop-up. He just kind of joined, started asking questions. When he found it was from Tesla, everyone just kind of stopped and said, all right, this is the main event for now, for the next little while while he's here that's the power i just thought that was incredible hey gally i just wanted to add uh, to uh, to everyone's point here you know this could revolutionize a lot of uh, support channels for example like you know you could have a pop-up tesla new owner orientation i know a lot of the the people on clubhouse they've done some fantastic stuff uh for new owners i mean nash and myself we were just trying to like set up a uh, a clubhouse uh, conversation we were like okay people with new teslas like ask us any question you want because we happen to own Teslas for the last couple of years. We can help and offer support and um, like a pop-up shop, basically. Come and ask your questions, and you can do that multiple times a day. You never know. Yeah, we call it we call it kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely, any question is okay. And people ask some really silly questions as well, and some some of them are very uh, useful questions for 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 new new owners. And we thought it was really liberating to directly engage with a customer and, and answer. You know, a direct question. Some of them have questions like, you know, how do you open the glove box in your Model 3? As simple as that. So we said, keep it simple, stupid. Any question is okay. Wow. I love, these are incredible examples, by the way. I'm, I'm loving these um, of just how cool Clubhouse is and how cool the Tesla community is. Um, actually, Saf, you made a great point about the, uh, the, the way the timing works. Like, I think we're all so annoyed of like scheduling a call to do something just sounds so like tedious. But then it's like when I'm bored, like I'm just like, yeah, might as well see what's up on Clubhouse. And I feel like I'm joining like a chat room with like my best friends. It's like like the whole use case of like Facebook rooms or a VR room where we all, all get to go hang out is like the future that everybody's like always talking about and thinking about. But it's like we didn't actually need all this VR tech. We just needed like a drop in audio feed to make it happen. And that's 90% of the value. So um, yeah, it's so cool how they've made this like a play sort of leisure kind of app that's actually fun to use. One of the things that I find fascinating is the accessibility factor. Like uh, I've seen so many content creators in one room that I've, I've been able to join discussions or listen in a discussion that I, I normally wouldn't have access to. Do you see like a monthly subscription being something that they may, might use to monetize this? Um, I'm a lot more bullish on like kind of like super chats 
someone's talking and then you can ask them a question by chat. Like like when you open it up and let's say you have 10,000 people in a room or a million people in a room, like Takashi69 is doing a clubhouse stream, you know, he's got 5 million people. Like you can't have everyone talk, but you could have super chats go where people can pay to get their question answered or have their chat go to the top um, or they can just pay to donate. And then if clubhouse, like honestly, kind of like super chat, which seems super simple, but like TikTok, I think has been doubling down on that. And um, yeah. And then maybe like, what if you had like events? Like I'm thinking like I had an event that I want to do live that's like 10 bucks a person. And then, you know, I can like charge a, a fee per person for premium events. To double down on that, I'd say as a participant in a lot of your content, I feel much more comfortable speaking here than putting in a chat or commenting on a text form. And I think that's refreshing, which attracts a lot of people. Can I have a question for you? Now... Uh, go IPO now or go IPO after Android app comes through because I think Android market is is like massive, much larger than iOS market, particularly in the uh, in the in the um, uh, you know developing world. It is it is massive. So go IPO now or go IPO after Android. I mean, if uh, like Clubhouse. Yes, for Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I'm like, wow, they hit all this many millions of users without an Android app. Like that makes everything even more impressive. But if I were Clubhouse, I would. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Carta and Carta X, which is launching like this new stock market that I think has a ton of potential that I actually just invested in. It was the first hyperwap deal that just closed, and so. I, now I can legally, t I can, I'm allowed to talk about it because it closed, but I think Carta X is going to build the future of it. And Mark Andreessen, Andreessen Horowitz is funding it and just wrote a blog post today about it. So I think Clubhouse should IPO on Carta X because I don't know if I were Clubhouse, I wouldn't IPO now at all. I would be like, dude, we're red hot. We shouldn't sell a single share under 10 or 15 billion unless it's to someone super strategic like Mark Andreessen. Um, and I think that's what they're doing. I completely yeah, agree. I, they should not go IPO now. Yeah. You just you just mentioned Hypergrub. Um, may may I ask you, Gali, how how is it going? I did that here uh, a lot of it in the last months. Yeah, Hyperguap's great. I mean, it's private, so I'm not allowed to talk about deals till after they happen. But we had our first deal, and we had 75 LPs, and we moved uh 10.5 million into Carta. So that was like our first deal in the books, and super excited because Carta is like, it's it's meta because it's all about like invest in the future you believe in, right? And so Carta is this company that's trying to build a stock exchange for all of the private companies in the world. So SPAC mania doesn't have to be a thing, but like literally anybody could log in and, and trade. The, their, their whole mission is create more owners and really unlock the value that's sitting in all these private company, you know, cap tables. Employees want to sell stock. We all want to buy stock, but there's no marketplace. And so that's what Carta is creating with Carta X. And so I was like, this is so meta. <laughs> So like a, a roadmap for Hypergolub um, going forward, especially asking um, for European, non-US non citizens? Yeah, wait, so what country are you in? I'm from Germany. Yeah, all right. I think I'm going to try and make that happen. Honestly, it's like I've just been overwhelmed, like trying to launch a VC firm legally and do it the right, like, like launching a VC firm on YouTube is super new. So doing that legally okay. in just the US is really hard. So... I wanted to do that first before I started like expanding to other countries, but I'm going to do that and I'll try and get that done before the next deal so that, okay, yeah. So, yeah. I have a quick question about uh, your VC fund. If you could invest in the boring company or Neuralink, which one would you invest in and why? Oh, you're going to make me pick dude. Brutal. 
<laughs> brutal. Um, I mean, those are like my two top picks to invest in right now, like of companies in the entire world. Um, I mean, how many tunnels do we need to build? Probably a trillion dollars worth eventually. And like on the space, I don't know. I think that the boring company is huge. Although I kind of think that could be rolled into Tesla. But honestly, if I had to pick, no doubt it's Neuralink. Like Neuralink with the... Um, just, I mean, they're building the, the next smartphone. I mean, it's, it's a $10 trillion company. And it's like this whole, just the way that humans evolve with technology, um, like the smartphone has kind of been this thing that we have that's stagnated for, you know, 10 or 15 years now. Like, I just think this chip in our brain is the future of how humans evolve for like maybe 100 years. We'll have that. Who knows what happens after. Um, and like, did you hear Elon talking about uh, altered carbon? Like that future i mean how you could transport your consciousness into a different body with neuralink like i don't know if i got that right but i think neuralink is is the i mean so what do you think about like 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 tiktok facebook instagram snapchat um any media company almost uber uh lyft doordash you know what of all of these companies and apps have in common they're built all on top of apple's platform and they all run through the hardware device called the iPhone. And that's why Facebook says their biggest threat is Apple on their latest conference call. And so to me, you know, the, the most valuable company in the world, I think Apple deserves to be worth so much money, is this, you know, hardware connection that humans have that's like the gateway to the internet. And so if Neuralink becomes that for all humans, um, I just think that is like going to be one of the biggest companies in the world and such a kind of exciting, weird dystopian future that like, yeah, I've, so I, my answer is Neuralink. What kind of timeline would you guess will be coming for Neuralink to start actually producing a product, though? Because that, that would be my biggest concern with Neuralink as an investment would be they have very, you know, very early stage technology that requires lots of investment but is likely to not return a lot for an investor for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it's totally an early startup investment, but what's their valuation going to be, you know, 10, 15, 20 billion? And then, you know, you hold on and it, I don't know, I think the math works out, but it's like, yeah, like you're investing in something that's really far out there technology that might fail, that's going to take, you know, seven years before it gets into a human, and maybe 10 years before we can buy it. So uh, that's kind of what you got to sign up for. But I think a lot of people are kind of ready for that mentality. Can I add, I'm, I'm a neuroimaging specialist, you see. Um, and even if Neuralink is able to uh, help just the top tier of stroke um, uh, stroke victims, that in itself is a massive, massive number in the world. And even if they're able to just help the top 10% of stroke victims, that itself is, is beyond um, anything. Even if they're able to uh, reduce their reliance on others, for, it, for the for their day to day work, that itself is a massive number. In in that respect, I wanted to uh, invest in Neuralink because I'm investing in the future, and I know that there'll be returns because that itself is a is is a number which is unfathomable. Yeah, and that's actually the biggest idea of Neuralink is it's not even about the diseases that they'll cure or the health side. To me, it's the data flow side is the health side because the second I don't need to move my hand or I don't need to do this to communicate and I can use my mind, all of a sudden a Parkinson's patient who can't move can communicate with an incredible breadth of knowledge and words and, and say whatever they want when before they were limited to like this super confined thing. Like if you're paralyzed, the same thing. So, and then that, but that same theory expands to every human of like, think about how much work we do typing this in oh like 
you know, I want to have an invite or calendar with this person. Like I got to click Zoom. I got to open the meeting. I got to do this. Like why can't I just bing, send it in two seconds? Why can't I just send my meme in two seconds instead of screenshotting it and texting it to my friend? Like the amount of time lost in sort of just the mundane friction of how our the data flows from our brain into, you know, the digital space is, I think that like every human is going to look handicapped in retrospect from what we're doing today of just how we, you know, interact with the internet. But I'm going to have to bounce, everybody, because this has been epic. Uh, the room will stay open. We ended with uh, 100 people. That's perfect. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is this was for science. This is so dope. And, like, you all honestly just made my day because I was going to, like, do this call to just test out Clubhouse and see what happened. And we ended up having the dopest scheme sesh. And this just reinforced my love for uh, the Internet, Tesla community, and, of course, Clubhouse. So I'm so pumped. We love you, Peace out. Peace out. Have a great day. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, I totally blown away right there. Um, so that was not planned at all. Open the clubhouse room. Huge shout out to everybody um, that just tuned into that room. Uh, that was so fun. I'm like, I, I didn't realize how well that experiment was going to work. I'm like, um, wow. I thought clubhouse was was incredibly dope before I did that. And now I think it's five times doper. I mean, the, the power to connect. I just hopped on the app. I wanted to have some fun. I wanted to scheme. All of a sudden, all my best friends from Tesla Twitter are joining. We're scheming. We're getting questions about Neuralink. Amazing discussion. Amazing insight from other people to hear their clubhouse stories. Like, honestly, my mind is totally blown. And just that discussion about the monetization. Anyway, y'all heard it. Um, that was incredible. I think Clubhouse is onto something huge. They have totally cracked the code on product market fit. There is something extremely fun, addictive, um, and just enjoyable about spending hours on this app. They're fostering amazing human connection. I think they're at the forefront of the ways that humans are going to interact on the internet. Um, right now, this is one of the coolest things happening in media. Get your friend with the Clubhouse app to send you an invite if you don't have one already and test it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, every single time I use the app, I come out feeling happier and like having schemes like I didn't want to scheme. I feel like our Neuralink scheme was epic there. Um, I can't, I, yeah. So anyway, Clubhouse, I would love to have the founders of Clubhouse on for an interview. Like, please, 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 Paul Davidson and Rohan Seth, please, you have an open invite to come on HyperChange. Would love to have y'all on the show and just talk about uh, your app. I'm totally obsessed with the potential from a startup investor perspective and as a creator, I'm obsessed with it. You can follow me um, on Clubhouse at HyperChange, Galley HyperChange. I don't know, I made that my name. Um, and yeah, I'll be definitely doing a lot more Clubhouse stuff. I'm gonna be scheming, uh, maybe testing out some of my stand-up comedy bits. You never know what could happen on Clubhouse. Um, I, I I just think this has got to be on everybody's radar. Hyper-changing audio. Uh, my moonshot I dropped there, which you heard, I think Spotify or somebody should try and make an acquisition offer for Clubhouse. Facebook's probably gonna try and copy them. Anyway, uh, this is HyperChange. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Would love to hear your schemes and feedback on this episode. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. See y'all next time. Have an epic day. Peace.